Welcome to Thursday Night Fantasy Football Talk with uh, Sean and Ronnie, or Ronnie and Sean, however you like to go. I mix it up every week. Let's go Ronnie most, and Sean. Ronnie and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that too. But we're mostly here to talk about IDP, uh, fantasy football, the right way. So uh, what's your thoughts? You got any news or notes for us, Sean? Yeah, it was crazy, crazy week. So if you've been paying attention, you saw a lot going on. But let's go into some injuries first. Uh, or injury situations. Um, Jamison Crowder is active tonight. He's a wide receiver for the Jets. Um, Lajarius Sneed, guy that we talked up, he has a broken collarbone. He's the cornerback for Kansas City, so he's on IR. Josh Norman, the corner for Buffalo, he's back practicing after coming off the IR with the hamstring. He actually could play this week if he looks good, but they have, uh, I think it's about a three-week window to decide when to play Josh Norman, but he's the shutdown corner, so he might not affect too much there. Uh, Michael Thomas, um, wide receiver for New Orleans. He's back at practice. Alan Lazard, wide receiver for Green Bay. He has a core injury. He may need surgery. He's consulting a specialist, so keep an eye on that. Alan Lazard might be out for a little bit. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver Atlanta. He didn't practice today, Thursday, um, but Julio and Russell Gage both practiced today. And they play Monday night, so keep an eye on that. I'm not too worried about Calvin Ridley. I think they're really just resting him. I think he just has an ankle. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, the cornerback for Baltimore, he just got paid. Five-year, $98.75 million contract extension. Are you working on one of those yourself there, Ronnie? Always. I'd <laughs> love to get paid. We'll keep that negotiation going. Uh, all yep. right, so um, with Arizona, so they're, they're a team kind of, with a ton of injury issues in the secondary specifically. And they are talking uh, about their rookie linebacker slash safety, Isaiah Simmons, jumping in there and playing some safety. Uh, Buda Baker had his uh, UCL tear surgery planned, you know, that he'd have that surgery this week anyway. So he's out. And a few other guys are hurting there, including the banjo man. So he's out. Well, he might not be out, but he is hurt. So we'll see what happens there. Um, if they do play Simmons, they're taking a big risk because so far, I mean, he did play safety in college and linebacker, but Simmons in his past coverage this year, uh, he's given up some big yards and I think two touchdowns in his past coverage in just these last three games. So he's a huge risk at playing safety. I like the idea of it because I have Isaiah Simmons on my development squad. And so I'd like to see him do good, but We'll see. They're playing Carolina. Is there anything to really worry about? Robbie Anderson. Oh, you must have him too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and so, DJ Moore. Yeah, so you slide him in the starting lineup because you know he's going to get burned. Oh, genius move. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen there. I, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that yet. All so right. Another, uh, I guess we can talk about it now. So Robbie Anderson or Terry McLaurin. Oh, I like McLaurin, but that's just me. They say Arizona's got a really good pass defense, but with all these injuries, I think it's, you know, you can't really look at it that way right now. So it's a tough one. I've been going back and forth on it. I think right now I'm leaning McLaurin, but I'm also, you know, looking at Anderson there. 
because I had I had Anderson starting two days ago, and then I switched it yesterday, and I'll probably switch it again by Sunday. Uh, one other note there, Arizona did sign TJ Ward. Um, I think he used to be a Pro Bowl safety to their practice squad, so look for him to um, be moved up probably soonish. And that's it for my news and notes with injuries. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I don't have too much. You're really good about making sure we don't miss anything. I even added offensive that. guys this week due to popular demand. Popular demand. So one other Amen. thing that's, that's news, newsworthy is the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game got postponed to later in the year. Um, I'm thinking week seven is when they'll be playing. They both, or at least Tennessee has their, their bye week in week seven. Pittsburgh's bye week is week eight. So to make that happen, I think they just moved Pittsburgh and Baltimore, who play in week eight, to week seven, or they move their week seven game to week eight, and then move their buys both to week seven. So that opens up Pittsburgh to play Tennessee. So not too bad. I mean, they have to move bye weeks two at a time because you can't have one team on a bye week or any odd number of teams. Otherwise, things don't work. So true. Two at a time, and I think it works right. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Both move their bye from eight to seven. And then Tennessee and Pittsburgh would move their bye from seven to four. So you got two and two. So it should work out. But, you know, maybe the NFL has other plans like, well, we're going to add another week before playoffs for these type of makeup games because odds are someone else is going to be in this situation and we can't just start messing around with bye weeks. So we'll see what happens. I know uh, fantasy football sites are all basically treating this as a bye week for uh, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. So. A lot, of, a lot of people needing help with starters. So how are you replacing your Pittsburgh and Tennessee starters this week? I've uh, lucked out for the most part. I have one tight end, um, tight end. He's, and I just picked him up as a waiver gem, um, Joan Smith, to replace uh, Kittles when he got hurt, George Kittle. So Kittle's back this week, so I just slid him in and out. And then I had running back James Conner for Pittsburgh, and I slid in uh, Daryl Henderson, which might actually probably been a better matchup for me this week. I really don't have any other players. I did throw a small bid on a tight end just in case George Kittle wasn't back today. How that, about yourself? That makes it pretty easy for you. I – um. Mine wasn't too bad either. I have all defensive players for Tennessee and Pittsburgh. I've got Devin Bush, linebacker, Rashawn Evans, linebacker for Tennessee. And then I've got Mike Hilton, my stud, super stud, cornerback for Pittsburgh. So I've got three of those guys out. Um, luckily, I've got two other decent linebackers in Micah Kaiser and Jerome Baker. So I'm running with them at linebacker. And then for defensive back, I'm replacing Mike Hilton this week with Brian Poole. And he plays tonight. So I think that's not going to be too bad seeing how he's got Denver as the matchup. But pretty easy for me. If if you didn't have a situation where it was as easy as us, um, take a listen to our week four waiver wire show that came out on Tuesday. We talk about a plenty of um, IDP guys that might be names you want to consider for, you know, if you're in a pinch and you need somebody, there's a lot of them. And in tonight's show, we're going to talk a lot about uh, – our one list. You're the one. We have players from every team. And we're going to talk about other players too that might sound good to you. So a lot of, lot of options there if you're like most people and affected by this. Yeah. The thing I found 
crazy about the whole thing was Tennessee had so many players test positive, and Minnesota didn't have anybody. Zero. Yeah, yeah that was pretty surprising. And I think Tennessee's up to 11. Woo! So, I mean, but a lot of them, like half of them are coaches, maybe more than half. The five oh. players, six coaches. Well. Sitting around film study night, setting in the game plan, passing COVID. They should, they should practice the safe six. You have six to practice the safe six. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. Maybe so I should you, send them a memo. <laughs> did you hear what the NFL's doing now, right? They're getting, they're getting serious now. So speaking of the meetings, all meetings now must be virtual. And they're going back to daily point of care testing to make sure people don't get this. And PPE or face masks must be worn on field by players and staff at all times. So I don't think uh, that counts, you know, players that are playing, but I haven't seen a single player that are, you know, that's active in uniform wearing one, just the ones that are inactive. So maybe that's what that applies to. And this one's new. I haven't heard of this or seen this, but it's probably not going to be too hard. All players except quarterbacks must also wear gloves and there can be no team or player gatherings away, you know, from away from the facility. If you were paying attention, Las Vegas had a few players that went to a charity event and none of them were wearing masks. So now they're NFL saying no more of that. So if, if you're serious about football and playing this season, they've got to follow these rules. Most of them are hard. The, the wearing gloves, unless you're a quarterback is an interesting one. Well, going back to Las Vegas, do you think they might be setting a trend of the smaller face masks for the coaches? They might. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming you saw the, the Gruden wearing uh, the G string. <laughs> mask is a mask. Yeah. <laughs> they might yeah. get into uh, specifics about that, but I mean, did you watch the South Park uh, pandemic special? I've had so many text messages over that. They, I'm just like, oh. They talked about a lot of people wearing the uh, the chin diapers, where they chin just diapers. wear their mask around their chin and not over their mouth or nose. <laughs> so they yeah. call those the chin diapers. At, uh, funny episode. at work, I always tell uh, everyone, it's not a chin strap. We're not strapping up for football. Yeah. Put that thing over your nose. Come on, baby. But do it. not to change the subject, with all the masks, man, I haven't seen – I mean, there's a lot of beautiful people in the world, and twice as many now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All you're seeing is their eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> the bedroom eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on to a really serious subject. Let's uh -oh. talk about robots. <laughs> and it's not an advertisement. I'm just sucking up to our future overlords. So <laughs> this is based on an article I read, but we have robot vacuums, right? They've got robot cars that drive themselves. They have that robot space vehicle that and fly up to the space station on its own and you just sit there as a passengers robots that build cars but atlanta this last week showed that they have robot drone stadium cleaners so after every game they've got these robots that fly around the stadium basically crop dusting you know dropping the fog or whatever it is on all the chairs to to disinfect the entire stadium that's one way they're going to get fans back in um i don't know if they're remote controlled by somebody like they did you ever watch the drone racing league i never did but back to the fogging thing we caught a airplane me and the wife 
a few weeks back and the airplane had that fog coming down as we're loading in, sitting in our seats, and then it would fog us. And it didn't seem to have any effect on us. So I believe the stuff works. It's so. supposed to keep, uh, keep the virus from growing on whatever surface, right? So it makes the surface where the virus can't live there, but it's supposed to be safe for people. Yeah, and I uh, work with a lot of cleaning supplies and a lot of those techniques, and we actually use a lot of those new foggers and stuff like that but i haven't used a drone yet that you know that be taking my job man take my job well people actually race these drones right they put on like a virtual headset or whatever that has a camera on the drone okay. and they fly it through these crazy courses doing really sharp corners doing you know 180s turning around going through they have to go through hoops and then they eventually crash into a net at the end I haven't seen them for a while, but I remember seeing some of those. I think Miami's Hard Rock Stadium, they would just fly around there. So they've been flying around stadiums uh, with these drones for a while. And someone thought, well, why don't we just let them clean the stadium? So Atlanta's doing that, that this year. And I'm guess, guessing that's going to be something we see going forward. So I have a question for you. Speaking of all this robot stuff, what do you want to see next with robots? That's a tough one. I, I was at one of the local big, warehouse stores over the weekend and I'm shopping with the wife and this machine's driving cleaning the floor and I'm walking it stops right in front of me there's nobody driving it so I get out of the way and it continues on its thing so that must be one of these robot cleaners and it was just cleaning the floors was it big it was yeah it was full-size auto scrubber type wow. machine um drone i wouldn't mind it's so hard like you want to see technology move on mm -hmm. but every time you put a robot out there that's taking like drone delivery that's starting to be big oh yeah yeah amazon did a demo where they can have a drone lift up from the delivery truck drive and drop off which is awesome saves time that takes a job away from one of these guys so that's what robots do they take yeah. our dogs. <laughs> you know, I got it. I love to fish. I want a robot or a drone that goes in the water and gives me a live feed. Oh, I thought you were going to say you want a robot that sits next to you and does the fishing while you just sit back and hang oh, out, have a cold one. <laughs> no, because he'd probably make me bait his hook. I was going to say, I don't want robots fishing for me. What I want, yeah. I want, I want, um, so I've got one of the vacuums, right, that, go and vacuum your floor and i love the thing but what i want is a a, a robot drone or whatever that goes around and dusts all the furniture because okay. i don't i don't like to dust maybe once a year i'll dust and it's pretty bad so if i can get a robot that'll fly around and just dust the tops of furnitures or whatever that's what i'm looking for so this this made me think about that with the atlanta drones cleaning their stadium so they probably won't have a duster one because they might knock stuff off of the tables, whatever. I'll but take I wonder that. if they could have <laughs> the drone fly around with a little compressed air, goes around, psh, psh, just sprays and, it and sprays everything because that'll blow all the dust off. And if you do it weekly, it wouldn't build up to a huge, thick amount. It just has to have one of those feather things, right, that hang down below and it just has to fly around. It's got to be pretty small, though. You're yeah. right, it's going to knock over pictures. You can't have like anything that's glass or 
water or something in it that might spill. We're going to have to revisit this topic because I'm going to think on this. All right. We'll and talk. all them crazy guys, no women talk. All right. So I, I'm kind of <laughs> making people wait for you're the one, but wait no longer. It is time for you're the one. Are you ready? You want, you want me to go first again? I might yep. as well. You all go right. first, baby. Let's start with the AFC East like we always do in Buffalo. So last week I had stuck with Mario Addison, but I mentioned uh, keep an eye on Jordan Poyer and I kept an eye on Jordan Poyer, Jordan Poyer and he did his thing with 10 solos. Um, so I'm going Jordan Poyer safety, but keep an eye on Matt Milano. He's healthy again. Look out for him. Yep. I am sticking with Mario Addison, but I do also like the idea of Matt Milano as linebacker, but the defense, I believe a good defense starts with a great pass rush. Starts up front. All right. Yep. So moving on, I have not changed on New England all year long. Adrian Phillips, still the man. Uh, Phillips is holding on, but watch for JC Jackson to make some plays. I have also had adrian phillips there talking about new england why do you think that is i mean he's not having great games and he's not even putting any real fear out there is it just because you think he's more consistent for us why are we liking this guy who's not doing anything i think it's super the way, great it's the way they do their defense everyone does their job and so if everyone does their job then everybody's getting stats and not just one guy right some teams will funnel all the tackles to one guy and new england doesn't do that i think new england has a fairly complex defense and everybody's got to do their part meaning everybody's getting stats all right. and they like to, to to confuse people or change it up so maybe that's why one guy's gonna get sacks one week a completely guy completely different guy who didn't even rush the passer last week rushes them this week so i think it's the just Bel belichick does the same thing with running backs too. By the way, I didn't mention this in news and notes, but um, uh, White is back, the running back. Uh, his, you know, his parents died, or his dad died in a car wreck and his mom was injured. So he missed last game. And I think he's missed about 10 or so days, but he's back in the lineup. I'm looking for him to kind of come back and take over. So if you're depending on Rex Burkhead this week, uh, maybe don't depend on him too much. All right, so moving on to the Jets. Uh, I've gone with Marcus May all year, sticking with them. I really, really, really want to put Brian Poole in here. But May is just getting all the assists, and those are making the difference, those little one-point assists. Uh, McDougald is taking a big chunk of tackles too, so keep an eye on him. But it's Marcus May still. Yep, and I've also been drinking the Kool-Aid for a long time on Marcus May and will continue to stick with him. Miami, I've got Jerome Baker all year, sticking with him. Nobody's flashing here. I'm sticking with Jerome Baker as he's always around the ball. And I will also stick with Jerome Baker. All right, so Baltimore, Patrick Queen, linebacker, stuck with him all year, keeping with him this week even. Uh, keep an eye on the safety, Chuck Clark, and the cornerback, Marlon Humphrey. Both those guys are looking good, but it's still Patrick Queen for now. Yeah, Baltimore, I also am sticking with Patrick Queen. And it's the exact same thing as New England. It's just like his numbers aren't the great, but he's just doing enough to keep us interested, I suppose. And no one else is stepping, stepping up yet. Could be. All right, so moving on to Pittsburgh, who doesn't play this week, but they're still going to have a one for him. Um, I hinted at this on the Tuesday show, and yes, I'm changing. So Pittsburgh's You're the One is now Mike Hilton 
cornerback. Hilton has 11 more solos than Watt, who I used to have there. He has two sacks to Watt's three and a half. He has three pass defenses to Watt's two, and they both have one interception. But Hilton has the only fumble recovery to break the tie. Mike Hilton, cornerback. I've stuck with Devin Bush, and he's consistently good. I'm going to continue with him. But back to TJ Watt and Mike Hilton for you. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on when you're setting up your offense to play against Pittsburgh's defense? I'm guaranteeing you they're scheming to somehow keep TJ Watt out of the picture. I don't think Hilton's scaring anybody. Maybe not. I mean, Hilton can only be on one side, so they could run to the other side, but I don't think they're worried about Hilton getting tackles, even though he does. They kind of want the little guy to tackle, right? They don't want the big guys tackling. Yeah, I think you're lucky that the game got postponed because, you know, corners, I'm corner blind. Mm -hmm. One big one, one, one bad one, and Hilton's been so consistent. I think he was going to have a down week. I was, that was going to be my prediction. Oh, I was loving him this week, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait on that one. You know, we'll have oh. to do like a public service announcement for those that are affected by corner blindness. Yeah. We'll have to think about that for next week. Right. Cincinnati. Uh, I had Jesse Bates all year. I'm switching to the young guy, Carl Lawson at D line. He leads the team in sacks with three. He has the team's only forced fumble with one. And Bates is still a strong contender here, but I decided to switch it up. Go up front. Carl Lawson, D-line. Great, great switch. I was going to do the same thing, but I promised Sam when I called him. I said, hey, Mr. Hubbard, you get a sack. I'm going to stick with you because you're the one for me. And <laughs> he came through. Got a sack. He, I mean, Carl Larson is having a great year, but I think he's benefiting because of Sam, Sam Hubbard. Hubbard. Yep. So I'm going to stick with my man for another week. I mean, he got me a sack, so I can't complain. Uh, That ought to be an interesting team to watch all year. I think they're going to get better. Uh, Up next, we have Cleveland. Uh, Miles Garrett, all year, he had two more sacks, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery Uh, this week. His partner, Sheldon Richardson, is making some noise along the line with the big linebacker, B.J. Goodson, right there in the middle. So they all there's some other people catching up, but it's still Miles Garrett to me. I agree, and honestly, like I said, with it starts up front, so Garrett's my boy. All right, so Jacksonville, Miles Jack all year long, sticking with them. He has more solos, sacks, and PDs than Joe Schobert, so I'm sticking with Miles Jack. Me too, and that's kind of a surprise because he's let me down so many times, but he's becoming the man. And you got to love them sacks and PDs. All right, so moving on to Tennessee, who's also not playing this week. Uh, Last week, I went with Kenny Vaccaro. I'm sticking with Kenny Vaccaro. He had a quiet game, but he still leads the team in solos. He's tied for the sacks lead, and he's near the top in pass defenses. Kenny Vaccaro, you're the one. Yep, and I am switching to Kenny Vaccaro. He's my first switch. Um, I still like Clowney. I think he's near the league, probably top five in pressure. So those pressures are going to turn into sacks, and I'm going to go back to my boy. But as of right now, I think he's the best player right now. All right, Indianapolis. Uh, I really like their team. DeForest Buckner I had last week. I'm sticking with DeForest Buckner again this week. Darius Leonard's making a push to get a spot back, but solid DL tackle numbers are keeping DeForest here for now. Yep, and I've had DeForest all year and sticking with him. 
Smart man. All right. So Houston, I've had Bernardrick McKinney all year. Uh, Bernardrick inches out Zach, Zach Cunningham to hold on this week, but it is close, but I'm sticking with him. And this is, and this is a, another new one for me. I went with Zach Cunningham from JJ Watt. All right. Uh, KC, uh, I started the year with Chris Jones, switched to Legereus Sneed, and I'm switching back to Chris Jones. So back to the man in the middle. Who do you got? Uh, Chris Jones, of course, baby. All right. Los Angeles Chargers. Joey Bosa, I've had him all year, sticking with him. Bosa has a sack in all three games now. Linebacker KY, or Kaiser White, is getting the tackles now. So keep an eye on him, but Bosa's the man. And I've had Bosa all year, and I'm sticking with him. All right, and Las Vegas, Jonathan Abram, I've had all year, sticking with them. Linebacker Nicholas Morrow's getting solos while Kajetowski, can't even say his name, is out injured. But Kajetowski is getting back healthy, so we'll see what's going to happen there. Uh, Abram's battling through his injuries, but he's still the man, Jonathan Abram. And I went with Jonathan Abram last week, and I'm sticking with him. Um, out of all your notes there, we talked about Corey Littleton last show. Mm-hmm. I'm still stumped on the guy. Any anything that like me? I just cannot believe how many missed tackles he has this year. I I don't know if that's it, but if if there's ever an opportunity for him to show that he still has it, it's this week against Buffalo, because Buffalo's got a pretty decent running game. They got a quarterback who runs a little bit, a uh, quarterback that now is passing a lot more than he used to. So they're going to be faced with a pretty powerful Buffalo team with some decent speed. So let's see what happens. Um, I'm leaning Morrow this week for Las Vegas, but if um, if your guy wants to show that he's still got it, this is the week to do it. Yeah, I just cannot believe it. All right, so moving on to Denver. Um, I had Alexander Johnson last week. I'm switching to Justin Simmons at safety. This week, you had back-to-back seven solo games. But keep an eye on Shelby Harris, defensive end. But Justin Simmons is the one. All right. And I've had Justin Simmons all year, and I'm going to stick with my man. All right. Moving on to Washington. John Bostick all year, sticking with him. Five solos in every game. Jonathan Allen's another first-rounder on that D-line that's stepping up. And safety Lennon Collins is good, but a little inconsistent. So I'm sticking with John Bostick as the one. And I've got John Bostick also there. Uh, Dallas, another flip-flop. I started the season with Alden Smith, switched to Jalen Smith, and I'm switching back to Alden Smith. Three more sacks and a PD this week. He now leads the league in sacks and shows he should have stayed the one. Alden Smith, you're the one. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that one. I'm going to stick with Jalen Smith just one more week if – Alden Smith can do it to show us that consistency. I will be jumping on that bandwagon, but right now I'm just going to stick with Jalen Smith. Okay. All right. So Philadelphia, that's, this is the messy one, right? <laughs> there's, there's no real winners here. Um, I am switching up. I've been with Rodney, Rodney McLeod all year. Uh, I am switching to Jalen Mills at safety. Uh, he's basically next man up. He's getting, I think he has a sack. No real reason here but I like him a little better than Rodney McLeod. Yeah, and ah, Philadelphia is just, uh, I feel for them guys. I am also going to stick with the guy I've had all year, and that's 
Mr. Fletcher Cox. And, yeah, and I, I've had him all year. I called him up. I said, I'm replacing you, man. Don't know with who yet. And he comes up big with the sack this week. You know, they, when they're listening to this podcast and hearing their name being questioned, they play a little harder. Some, maybe some of them aren't listening, and that's why they're not playing a little harder. So looking at uh, Philadelphia's matchup this week against San Francisco, it's, you know, it should be a sack fest on both sides. Both teams are giving up a lot of sacks and tackle for losses quarterback hits but believe it or not philadelphia should have the edge on sacks and quarterback hits and tackles for loss so keep an eye out for their uh their front guys who do you have brandon graham um Derek barnett and i think the guy that comes in once in a while just for sacks is josh sweat so those three might be names we consider uh for philadelphia this ne- this next week but we'll see they might just get blown out and do nothing again. They also have, is that Malik Jackson, I think, signed with them. I'm not sure how much playing time is, but he used to be pretty good. So we'll see. I, I think if they're going to show out, this is the week to do it because the 49ers are just injured. And But the 49ers are favorite big, so I can't expect too much. The Giants up next, um, I, was, I had Blake Martinez last week sticking with him. Uh, Martinez is the one. Keep watching Logan Ryan and James Bradbury the juice yeah. uh, here for good stat lines, but Blake Martinez is the one. The juice. I love it. I love that nickname, but I'm going to stick with Mr. Blake Martinez. All Got right. Him all year. Keeping with him. He's a stud. He's, you know, right up there. Number one linebacker, I think. So we got Green Bay next. Um, I picked a different person every week for Green Bay. So I'm not really understanding their defense too well, or they're just, Another defense that's hard to choose. Well, Christian Kirksey got hurt, so that's why he's out. But last week, Christian Kirksey. This week, Kingsley Kiki, because it was the closest name to Kirksey. <laughs> so uh, Kingsley Kiki got, a, I think, a couple of sacks in the last game. Kirksey is going to be out a while. Ty Summers looks really good, but I'm thinking the D-line might just get going now. Yeah, and I've had Kirksley all year. I was going to go with Summers because he actually – I don't think there's much of missing too much of a beat. He was – really solid but i'm gonna wait a week to see if he can go back to back i went with a corner a cornerback not quarter but a cornerback you're not corner blind no alexander baby yeah and he was my week one guy so maybe he's gonna come back so uh yeah that summers i mean he he got a lot of decent tackles when he filled in but he also was looking pretty good in in pass coverage and he was calling the plays i believe too all right defense he uh, he's he might be ready to go, and I don't know how long Kirksey's out. I think it's a shoulder or something, but we'll see. All right, uh, Chicago up next. I've had Roquan Smith all year, sticking with him. Uh, I still like Roquan, but safety Eddie Jackson leads the team in solos, and safety Tayshawn Gibson is moving up with an interception last game. But Roquan, you're the one. And I've had Roquan Smith, and I'm going to stick with him again. Minnesota, Eric Kendricks all year, sticking with them. Harrison Smith. Uh, showed us a reminder that he's not done yet. And the standout cornerback, Colton Hill, 19 solos this year, and he's still impressing. But Eric Kendricks, still the one. Yeah, and I switched from Smith to Kendricks last week, and I'm going to stick with Kendricks again. and hoping Smith is not a fluke, and I'll be switching back to the man. I think given Minnesota didn't really get to go to their practice facilities till today, 
uh, shouldn't affect them too much, you know, with the whole COVID thing with Tennessee. Uh, it will definitely hurt the offense more than the defense, but we'll see what happens uh, with that. So next up, Detroit. I've had Tracy Walker all year sticking with them. He had 10 more solos this week, and he's the one. All right. I really like Tracy Walker. I've uh, Right now, until they show a little more consistency, I'm going to stick with Jamie Collins. Um, they have ah, what that position they play on the outside, uh, not court, cornerback. Corner. They have a young cornerback that actually had a really good game this week. Drafted rookie. Is that Okuda? Jeff Okuda. Okuda, Okuda yeah. yeah. His name, I thought I wrote it on my notes here, but I did not. He's I think he one to keep one. an eye on. Yeah, he's one to keep an eye on. Watch out for him. Especially in tackles, right? Pick on yeah. the rookie court corner <laughs> that hasn't played much. All right, so we'll keep an eye on him. So uh, New Orleans is another team that I've picked a different player every week. Uh, the first week was Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Second week was Trey Hendrickson. This week it's Demario Davis, a linebacker. Demario leads the team in solos, sacks, and TFLs. Demario Davis is the one. I've switched um, also with New Orleans and went with tomorrow. He was just dominating out there. He was like everywhere. I was like, oh, this guy looks like he was on the Jets again. Boom, boom. (laughs) He was everywhere. I don't know how old he is, but I know he's an older veteran player. So he was looking good. I was just happy to hear the name Chauncey Gardner-Johnson get called early on in that game. Because I'm like, okay, he's still out there. He might make a comeback. But yeah. he's still not the one. He was. He had his week one wonder shine. Well, that's what corners do to you. They have one big week. He's and a safety. Kind of disappear. Is he really a safety? Oh, yeah. darn. He might, he might play both, but he's a safety, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. So Atlanta. Uh, this is another messy one, right? They're, they've got problems. We'll just say it that way. I picked three different players this week. So last week I went with Deion Jones. This week I'm going to Keanu Neal at safety. Just like Atlanta, I'm still trying to figure this defense out. Uh, defensive tackle Grady Jarrett, he's moving up, but every single linebacker in Atlanta is slipping. But Keanu Neal is the one this week. Yeah, I almost I stayed with Deion Jones, and I was going to switch to Keenan Neal, O'Neal because he's just such a stud, but I'm going to stick with the linebacker this week. Okay, we'll see what happens in their game. Uh, Tampa Bay, Devin White, I've had him all year sticking with him. Shaquille Barrett finally showed up this year. Two sacks last game, right? Uh, Devin White's slipping a little bit, so keep an eye out for some change here. But Winfield, man, Win- Antoine Winfield Jr., he has a sack in back-to-back games now, so keep an eye on him. But I'm sticking with Devin White. He's the one. Yeah, and I also have had Devin White all year and going to stick with him. But I think Shaq just – I don't like – he was just so dominant in that game. It, it was Denver, you know. Let's yeah. see if Denver – if Denver so can make one of those Jets players look that good. <laughs> who's the Jets guy that's going to be the, the Shaq, Shaq daddy tonight? We'll and see. when Denver wins tonight, by the way, okay, is Adam Gase losing his job? We'll have to talk about that after you're the one. Okay, if he can't beat Denver. Uh, all right, so Carol, we're almost done. Carolina. Uh, I had Jeremy Chin all year up until this week. Shaq Thompson, another Shaq. Made his name known. So Shaq Thompson is the one this week. He's tied for the team lead with Chin uh, with 14 solos and 27 total tackles. His pass defenses, forced fumble, and fumble recoveries shows he deserves to be the one, Shaq Thompson. Well, and Shaq Thompson has been the one for me. So no reason to switch now. I finally talked you into coming over. 
Yeah, I think I might stay with them for a while. <laughs> Arizona, like we mentioned earlier, uh, their whole secondary is hurting. I think they've got one or two healthy bodies there. But uh, uh, I had Devontae Campbell last week, and I'm sticking with him. The, as I mentioned, Buda Baker is having his thumb surgery, or he would probably be back as the one. Uh, Campbell holds on, but watch out for Hassan Reddick, linebacker. Yeah, if I saw a report that Bubba is going to play, so I'm going to keep him as my one. But if he doesn't play, I would most definitely switch to Campbell. But I'm going to think I'm going to hold out that he's going to play. That would surprise me, but we'll find out. Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure that this was all scheduled in advance that he'd have the surgery, but maybe not. You know, he can play through it. That's a week that he doesn't have to lose. A big right, so cast, baby. Big cast. Yeah, we'll see. Seattle. I guess you don't need your hands on defense, so it's possible. Seattle, um, this is tough. Jamal Adams, obviously, all year. I'm sticking with him. Adams' injury has me a little bit nervous here, but he still leads the team in sacks. Jamal Adams, you're the one. Yeah, and I've had Bobby Wagner, and I said I was going to switch, right? I'm sticking with Wagner. I like Wagner's matchup this week. Look for him yeah. to have a big game. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I had Aaron Donald week one. I switched to Micah Kaiser week two, and I'm back to Aaron Donald. Should have should never changed. Aaron Donald is the one. Kaiser might have held on if he would have got at least a pass deflection, but who am I kidding? I want Aaron Donald. You're the one. <laughs> yep, and I've had Aaron Donald, and I'm sticking with him. One of uh, my buddy Alan was listening to the podcast and he said, Sean really likes that Aaron Donald. I said, yeah, but he didn't keep him all year. I don't know what's wrong with the guy. Well, you size his Twitter feed, Aaron Donald's Twitter feed over the summer when he's out there jumping into his pool. Well, I said, you a picture of him. And yeah. said, Is <laughs> not he the man? <laughs> he looks like he could uh, walk through a wall. Yeah. All right, so last but maybe least, San Francisco. I've had Fred Warner all year, and I'm sticking with him. Warner got an INT this week to make up for lower-than-normal solos. Yeah, all right, and I switched to Fred Warner last week, and I'm going to stick with him this week. All right, that is our week four, You're the One. I had a lot of changes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve changes rough but i think i had like five <laughs> but i'm a little more uh show me show me some consistency before because i i gave you a chance gave you an extra week so now you're gonna have to show it to me twice before i pick you again maybe i changed too easy because i had like three guys there that i picked in week one switched in week two and then went back to in week one so maybe i i just have to stick to some of these guys a little bit longer yeah, I like I like looking and see how they're doing, and you know, you got to you got to be playing now. I agree with you a hundred percent. So what uh, have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've always been that way. I don't care what he did last year. You know what he's doing for me right now? I exactly. Think, yeah, but he's gonna fall off. I think that's why you love corners. Corners have that big oh, yeah. game right now. And talking about corners, we had a pretty good discussion about them. Okay. I went back and for last week, I'm giving the corners some love. Ooh. Out of the top 10, eight of them are corners. Really? And two are safeties. All right. But for the year, and this is okay. what I always try to preach, I'm a consistent guy. I just want the consistent tackles, 
you know, these corners come up with these great big games. Um, and for the year, it was closer than I thought, but safeties, six safeties in the top 10 and four corners. But you come up with the corners, you got Xavier, 42 points, Shaq, 35, you know. But where was Xavier Rhodes all year? Oh, he got four week one, three yeah, week two, nothing. 42. And that's so after our conversation, I was like, I got to go back and chart because Sean's making me look bad because, man, these corners are killing me every week. And that's, that's what I have to say about corners to safeties. I just stick with the safeties because of consistency. But if you can figure out which one's going to get that big game, you will dominate that week. And, and maybe part of it's looking at the matchups. You know, yeah. if, you're, if it's a team that's going to throw it a lot, maybe you consider that, that safety or that corner. Like you're playing Seattle. Even if they have the lead, they run it. So you got to look at safeties and corners and that's when you played your corners, I think is against the Seattle's, the new Orleans, you know, any of these teams that, well, new Orleans actually does like to run. Cause I mean, they got Alvin Kamara, but some of their passes are just throwing it to the running back. So that's basically a, a pass play or a run play. Yeah, I agree with you. Going into last week, we're doing over and under sacks. Uh, we both took Pittsburgh. And we were trying to debate if they're going to have more than two sacks. Uh, we won that one. Easy. Yeah. And then we were talking Cincinnati. I took the over on two sacks. So I won. Not, not going to brag about that, but you did lose. All right. Finally, finally. <laughs> not that I'm bragging or anything, right? We both took Tampa Bay on the over. So this week, I was going to go with Pittsburgh and Tennessee with three sacks because Pittsburgh's defense dominating. So we'll have to push that one off to later. But going into Jacksonville, over two sacks versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati has one of the – I don't know if I would call them the worst offensive line in the league, but definitely the offensive line that gives up the most – or not the most, but, yeah, the most sacks and almost the most quarterback hits. Okay. And – pretty much right up there in tackles for loss. So their line is basically letting things through. Um, I think I have Jacksonville getting around 2.8 sacks this week. So I'm going over. And I am also going to take the over. So might not get the show out in time, but we can still listen to it to see if we're correct or wrong. New York Jets versus right. Denver over two sacks i was gonna set it higher because denver's been giving up so many but over two sacks the jets interesting uh change denver switched from jeff driscoll to brett ripian um ripian should be trying to get the ball out a little bit faster now so there might be more interceptions and less sacks but two is kind of low i'm going over jets getting more than two sacks I am taking the under, baby. Let's go. Ooh. Let's go online, baby. All right. Let's, All right. Do you want another one, or do you want to jump in while we're here? Who's going to win this game? Uh, so the line started off with Denver being favored by like two and a half, and now it's the Jets favored by two and a half. A lot of action on the Jets. Yeah. I. So we talked about this. My buddy, we, do, we just do a pick a week and see how many we can get. Like an I eliminator. Am, yeah. I am taking Denver. They have to win a game sooner or later this year. Mm. And he's telling me the Jets have to win a game 
and this might be the only one. So we're going head to head and I am taking the Denver Broncos and he's taking the Jets. So I'm taking Denver, baby. If last week taught us anything, it taught us that no, you don't have a team that has to win this game. They both could lose it and they could end up with a tie, a zero zero tie, but I'm not going that far. I'm going with the Jets in a, in a sneaker. 10 to 9. <laughs> 10 to 9. <laughs> well, okay. That's an interesting score. Look at the guys I like while we're here, too. I like uh, Justin Simmons, safety for Denver. Uh, for the Jets, I like Quinn and Williams, speaking of getting those sacks. And, of course, I like Brian Poole and Marcus May, because somebody's got to cover Noah Fant. Okay. I, um, I don't have any studs on the defensive side, but... I was just too excited just to pick them. I was like, yep, I'm taking them. And then I just quit looking at it because I would have probably changed my mind. Yeah. Moving on then. Yeah. Do you have another game for us? No, let's do one more. How about Washington with all with Chase Young out and they're playing Baltimore, which is most definitely with the running quarterback, Washington over two sacks, two or more sacks this week. I got Washington – at about 3.8 sacks. So I'm going the over. Okay. That's with all the new injuries. Yep. All right. I have also picked Washington. So did we just pick them all the same? Nope. I took Denver. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, in so. all the sacks over unders, we all went yeah. over. Yeah. So we took the, you, you took the over on Jacksonville, the over on Washington, and the over on New York. And then I just, took the under on New York because I got faith in my O-line. Well, let's add one more uh, just to make it interesting. You got Tampa Bay, who's that defense is looking Ooh, real. baby. Against the rookie-led Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert. So looking at Herbert's game last game, I think the very first drive he gave up two sacks, but then was pretty clean after that. And you got Tampa Bay, who's got Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett, maybe even some Devin White. You know, you got some you got some players there that are looking to get some sacks against a rookie. Who, I would take the over. Are you well, setting it at set two it. or higher? I'm, I'm going to set it at two. We'll keep it at two. All right, I'll take the over. Same here. I, I got to go over there. I think they're gonna they're gonna make Herbert look really bad for Bear. Why? Well, for kicks, looking at all the matchups, and do you see any defense going? more than two sacks like you have one like i had Pittsburgh. like i'm thinking oh you guys they're gonna blow out three sacks or more against the only tennessee i have it over over three sacks is actually washington and tampa okay. bay everybody else i have in the two to you know one to two to two and a half range but only two teams tampa bay and washington i have expecting to go over three but the next one you might look at uh the rams 2.67 San Francisco, okay. 2.67. Actually, wait, I have Philadelphia at three. Really? Philadelphia? Yeah. The no-name defense? Really? Yep. Going against San Francisco. I think they're going to get some pressures on the quarterback. And uh, I think Garoppolo's out again, so they still have uh, Mullins. Okay. And I don't think they're going to be able to run. San Francisco should not be able to run against Philly's front. So everybody who's looking for quick replacements – Jump on Philadelphia. A couple of those guys might be uh, available. That might be an all-defensive game. I mean, they're, they're both defenses. They're looking really good. Offenses will probably struggle. Philadelphia has one healthy receiver. Uh, so they're bringing up guys from the practice squad. 
I think they're pulling a guy off of IR. They've obviously got their tight end in Ertz, but their other tight end, Godert, he's on. Well, he's got a crack, a small crack in his ankle, so he's out. I don't know if he's on IR, but he's definitely out. So expect some uh, some sacks there by both teams. All and right. um, I think San Francisco's got the better pass defense. So look for Philadelphia to throw some interceptions. And if you're an over-under guy, definitely under on whatever their whatever the line is set. Yeah, that would be kind of fun to think about picking against the spread or just picking the biggest upsets we see for the week. We might have to look into that doing that. Yeah. Well, Baltimore-Washington would be the biggest spread at 10, but I don't think you can go against Baltimore. There's no way Washington wins that as 10-point dogs. Yeah, I agree, but do they lose by 10? Because that defense, I think, might be real. Yeah. It's a legit defense. And oh, Lamar Jackson, oh, <laughs> I don't know what to – I mean, I know he's better than that. So it was just – so that will be an interesting game. Is there any other matchups you want to talk about this week? Uh, I really like this Buffalo-Las Vegas matchup. So I think the current line is Buffalo by one and a half. A lot of these lines actually switched from which team – one team to the other. I don't know if this is one of those, but Buffalo by one and a half over Las Vegas. And I think they cover that easy. I think um, they're another team that's going to not allow the run too much. Las Vegas is going to do all those, you know, they got Jacobs, but I think Buffalo shuts him down. So can Derek Carr beat Buffalo's pass defense is the question. And I think no, but we'll see. So uh, let's do, I don't know. I mean, sacks, I don't expect too many sacks for either team. But we can do this one. How about uh, Buffalo uh, sacking Derek Carr, Las Vegas quarterbacks at the over-under at two? I'll take the under. Okay, I'm going over because I think I have him at 2.1, so just slightly. But I do like Buffalo big in that game, so we'll see what happens. All right. Do you have any uh, big studs you're thinking of the week out of any special matchups or any surprise um, starts? Um, some, some names that we haven't heard much. I like, uh, Indianapolis safety, Kari Willis. Um, I like defensive lineman for Jacksonville, Josh Allen going against that Cincinnati team. Speaking of sacks, uh, Cincinnati running back, Joe Mixon. I'm expecting a good game out of him. Um, other names, the cornerback for Dallas, Trayvon Diggs. I'm looking for him to have some, uh, a decent game. And most of these are names we've heard of. Safety, Deron Harmon. Both safeties for Detroit. But safety, Deron Harmon is a guy that I expect to step up this week. Shaquille Griffin for Seattle. He had a big game with uh, one interception. I think I said he had a pick six last show, but that was just a pick for like four yards. But he did have, you know, 10-plus solos. Uh, the safety, Ugo Amadi. Uh, if Jamal Adams doesn't play, it looks like he might be the guy there for Seattle. For the Los Angeles Chargers, the safety Nasir Adderley. Um, look for him to be good. Everybody that can sack the quarterback for Tampa Bay. <laughs> you want you want in there. <laughs> There's some options. Um, we already talked about Marlon Humphrey, but I expect a good game out of him. Tyus Bowser for Baltimore, linebacker. I think he'll get some sacks this week. Um, John Bostick and Landon Collins on the Washington side, I like. Um, Hassan Reddick, I mentioned him earlier but i like him at linebacker for arizona uh we'll see about isaiah simmons whether or not he plays that safety role uh, i'm really interested to see how that game goes uh, 
I've got some offensive guys, but I'm just ignoring them for now. Like Teddy Bridgewater, he's Mr. Average. <laughs> but look for Teddy Bridgewater to okay. continue being average. So that's right. that's kind of my rundown. There's a few others, but I mean, most of these names. Oh, Yannick Ngakwe. Okay. Uh, look for him to have a game, but I'm sure, you know, you've heard of him. Anthony Hitchens for Kansas City. And Jaquiski Tart for San Francisco. We haven't heard much of his name mentioned. But in that all-defensive bowl game with uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco, look for him and then Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat on Philly's side. And Jair Alexander, I too, I like on Green Bay's team. Okay. Oh, uh, go offensive back. guy. Let me jump okay. into this one. Last guy, I swear. Atlanta's running back Brian Hill. I'm looking for him to be the man this week, but we'll see. He's not officially the starter, but I think he's better. And he might come out of this game the starter. He does look like he has fresher legs and is really playing to show that, hey, I can be the man here. Yep. And they've only signed Gurley to a one-year contract, right? Uh, so I he, don't know his contract details, but yeah, Gurley's yeah. definitely the older guy and the more expensive guy, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, I agree with you. I want to go back to – you mentioned the name. I We did cut and bait, run or trade last show with defensive players. Joe Mixon, okay. he's on my offense. You, I'm assuming most people drafted him as a top 10 running back, correct? Yeah, probably. All if right. not, like top 12 for sure. Yeah, exactly. He's ranked 39, and you just called him out for a stud of the week. So I'm assuming that means you're going to keep him and run with him. So, you know, a lot of people are kind of un, unknowing on whether or not Jacksonville has a good run defense. And it's they're kind of like lowish. They're not a, a stout run defense. Okay. I don't have them getting too many tackles for loss. They're kind of on one of the lower teams in the league uh, with even New England down there. But that doesn't mean they can't stop the run. It just means they can't stop the run behind the line of scrimmage too much. They're only getting about three point. Well, this matchup, I have them about 3.75. So that's why I expect a, a decent game out of um, Joe Mixon. But Jacksonville doesn't have many pass deflections, so maybe they throw it. Okay. Maybe Cincinnati throws it. Yeah, I was just curious about that because he's one that kind of caught my eye while I was looking at all the defensive players and numbers. I was like, wow, I can't believe he's 39. Pretty crazy. I would hold on to him another week, see what he does this week. But, you know, they've got Giovanni Bernard, so that could be a thing. Yeah, or was a thing. I'm hoping it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, exactly. You have anything else you uh, want to throw out there this week before? Yeah, um, just looking at pass defenses. I'm a big, you know, fan of pass defenses. Three points, you know, pretty good points. If you can get guys that do that, plus get a decent amount of tackles, I'd sacrifice a few tackles to get some pass defenses. So let's look at the top five pass defenses per game. Um, eat the teams with the top five pass defenses per game in fantasy defense. So Tennessee is number one. They get 6.7 pass defenses per game. Malcolm Butler leads the way there. He's a corner. He has four. Uh, Seattle, 6.3 pass defenses a game. Bobby Wagner and Quentin Dunbar both have three. On the Giants, they're third with 5.3 pass defenses a game. James Bradbury, he basically, you know, nine. He leads the NFL. Time uh, out, time out, time out. Okay. It's the juice. 
The juice. Okay. Now we can Bangs, go on. Sorry. <laughs> juice, juice Bradbury. Corner. Uh, so there's two corners there. Three corners in well, these top get, three teams. Well, they always get past. Yeah. Safeties aren't going to get many of those. They're going to get tackles instead. But like right. you said, they're more consistent. So Buffalo, Tredavious White. Um, Buffalo has five. So there's a big tie with five, like five teams with five. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Indy, Chicago, and San Francisco all have five pass defenses per game to round it out. Tredavious White for Buffalo has three corner. For Pittsburgh, you got Devin Bush, linebacker, and Mike Hilton, corner, with three each. Uh, for Indianapolis, Kenny Moore, TJ Carey, and Xavier Rhodes each have three. They're all corners. And Chicago, you have Jalen Johnson, a corner with five. And then San Francisco, this is why I like corners. You can tell because we keep saying the word corner. San Francisco has a lot. They've got a four-way tie with two, so not too many each, but a lot of people getting them. Fred Warner with two. Jaquiski Tart, their safety. Cornerbacks, Emmanuel Mosley and Kawan Williams. So that's, that's your top five pass defenses per game, fantasy defenses, uh, with their, their leaders for each team. And then I wanted okay. to get into, on the same subject, the top five NFL teams giving up pass defenses. So if you've got a guy, if you've got one of those guys or a guy that's getting decent pass defenses, look for him to go against any of these teams because these teams give up a lot. Um, let, me, let me have you guess who's number one in giving up pass defenses per game. Giving up. So basically, which quarterback throws a lot of batted balls or interceptions? Denver's just haven't been able to get anything right this year. So we talked about this guy on one of our shows earlier, but it's not Denver. I am going to throw out Matt Ryan. He is not number one, but he is on this list. Number one is Minnesota. So Kirk oh, Cousins giving yep. up six pass defenses per game. That's, that's an awful lot. And then at number two, you got a tie with Dallas and Chicago, each giving up 5.7. So there's some Prescott. And I guess this wouldn't count Foles. This would be Trubitsky. Uh, I mean, even though Foles did have a couple, but most of these numbers are on Trubitsky. And then next up is another three-way tie, Cincinnati, the Giants, and Matt Ryan, of course, Atlanta, all with 5.3. And then the last, to round it out, you have the L.A. Chargers and Philadelphia giving up five pass defenses per game. So Minnesota, Dallas, Chicago, Cincinnati, New York Giants, Atlanta, Los Angeles Chargers, and Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a nice little uh, bit of information, just those little nuggets to get those, squeeze that last little bit of a couple extra points out of there. If, if, it's, if you're you know, trying to make that decision, who do I start this week based on their matchup? You got two guys that you figure they're about the same. Look at stuff like that. Well, which team gives up more pass defenses? Well, or a lot of teams have to start a corner. Yeah. You know, so that's good to know. And corners, corners will get those. So corners against yeah. Minnesota is the key. And Tennessee's not playing this week, but they also have the best pass defenses. Perfect. Do you have any other secret stats for us this week? Mm, no secret stats, but I do have a couple of uh, nicknames for tonight's game, which is about to start. So we probably won't get this posted until the game's underway. But uh, the nickname for Brian Pool tonight is Brian Pick Six Pool. Pick Six Pool. I like it. And then Quinnen Winnen Williams. Those are my two studs for tonight. All right. Well, you're throwing me a curveball. I swore you were going to pick Denver with me. It sounds like you are most definitely going Jets. J-E-T-S 
Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to see. All right. Do you have anything to add before we? Nope. Chubb's going to get me a tackle. Old Chubb's the man tonight. You watch. <laughs> I was thinking Nick Chubb. You're talking Bradley. And, and pick six Simmons. Pick six Simmons. I like it. He was on my <laughs> list, too. So what do you think of, uh, is it Brett Ripien? I honestly. Mark Ripien was his I, dad, right? I don't even know him. Yeah. I'm a I don't even know the guy. That's how bad I, I uh, seriously, I, I really thought they signed Blake to come in and be the starter this week. You know, and he's but, still out. Maybe it's the COVID and they're just not saying it. Yeah, maybe. And maybe this guy's been so impressive. I mean, at this be. point, it's like he can't play any worse. So I'm kind of excited just to see what he's going to bring. One of his family members, like his dad or brother or whatever, uh, I think they've sent a message to him on Twitter. I tell him he needs to make quick decisions. That's his advice for playing in the NFL. So the question is, can the Jets fool him with those quick decisions? Because they might not be getting too many sacks with that. I expect him to get it out early. But I, I also don't think the teams are going to be able to run on each other. So I don't think, um, is it Gordon for Denver? And who's, I don't even know who's playing for the Jets at running back. Do they even have one now? It's not Le'Veon Bell. He's out. I think maybe Kalen Balage. Uh, but Frank oh, Gore, they the signed guy. Frank Gore. But they like Caitlin Blige, <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. I, yeah. I don't think either one, doesn't matter who they put in there. They're not running against Denver. Denver's not running against the Jets. So it's who can, who can pass better. And right. Aaron Donald doesn't show that. He, oh, one note I have on the Jets, too. They brought up three practice squad guys just to shake things up. So see if that helps them or hurts them. But I think they need to. Adam Gase needs to do something to save his job. And if not, adios tomorrow. Hopefully it's a good game. I'll probably be listening to it again because I don't have the NFL network, so I won't be watching it. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. I know exactly what you mean. Sweet. Maybe it's, it's one where you go out somewhere and watch it. Yeah, I think I covered all of my notes. Um, if any of you listeners would like us to add anything or talk about anything let us know or maybe even we could have a listener join us on occasion there we go and you can yeah. email me at uh idp buffet that's idp b-u-f-f-e-t at gmail.com uh, with any questions or segments or anything you'd like to hear just let us know perfect kiddo well i think it's time to watch us some football all right i'm ready all right we'll see you see you kiddo